Life is beautiful, right? We just gotta figure it out. Whatever you do, don't quit. Man, there's gonna be hard times, but you gotta keep moving. You're supposed to feel, you're supposed to grieve. I think I've tried every diet in the book. What are the five tips to a successful relationship? Motherhood, it's scary, but listen, I love every moment, even the bad. Let's get real, let's talk about it. Family, how's it going? It's Angie Q here with the Angie Q podcast and check it out. We're going to get right to it. This is part two of our last episode when it came to, you know, financial literacy, getting our financial health in check. And I had the privilege of sitting down with Mrs. Shauna English. She's a financial guru straight out of ENC. She really knows her stuff. She's charismatic and she's super down to earth. But what I love about her the most is she's so passionate when it comes to just having that financial freedom and gaining all of the knowledge that you can. And we had a great conversation. Not only did she break down a lot of things of her own personal life and and financial walk, but she also broke down some some answers when it came to the questions that you, our listeners, sent in through some of my social media platforms. So let's get right to it. This is what she had to say. Well, um, I'm Shauna English. I am a um, been in the insurance or the, the financial services industry, gosh, over probably around 30, 25 to 30 years now. Wow. Um, um, and um, I've, I've been in the industry from the standpoint of um, from banking to uh, just, you know, personal budgeting, consulting yeah. to helping folks with retirements to my passion, though, is life insurance. Okay. Um, That is definitely my passion. But I've been across the board uh, with the various things I've done in the financial industry and um, and absolutely love it. And I will tell you, part of that is because we all know that, you know, it, it, it takes finances. That's what makes the world go round. And either we're on the positive side of that or the negative side. Yeah. And I've, I will tell you that I've been on both sides. And so some of the experiences that I've had and lessons that I've learned has been, unfortunately, from experience. And so what I really love to do is to talk with people so that they don't have to learn that way. They don't have to learn by experience. They can learn by just simply lessons learned, things that are being taught versus, you know, unfortunate things that are caught because of, you know, um, experiences that they've they've gone through. So I've been doing that for, you know, for a while. I am uh, married to my wonderful um, husband, Mr. English, and um, and, uh, just have a just a wonderful relationship there. Um, I have a bonus daughter and a couple of uh, goddaughters as well. And I'm um, just a full life there and just really want to make sure my biggest goal is to make sure that people can be happy and healthy in their life, including finances, because a lot of times finances, yeah. depending on your culture and your background, sometimes finance is one of those kind of taboo subjects. Yeah. However, you know, folks always, you know, if they if they need something, they're there. But if you want to talk to them on the positive side and to share how you can get to the point where you can have financial independence, you know, sometimes the people want to listen. Sometimes they don't. So I love to be able to speak with those who are younger, who are who are um, hungry yeah. for how they can maybe make a better life for themselves. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And their families. Absolutely. And, and, you know, one thing that just right away came to the forefront for me is that you said you have, you know, 20 to almost 30 years of experience within the financial industry. So you've seen a little bit of everything, not only in your own personal life, but just a lot of trends. Um, obviously, like we just went through this. We're going through a pandemic. 
Um, mm -hmm. Some like to say an endemic, but just you've seen a little wave of everything. And, and just throughout that entire experience, I, even just your personal life, what would you say is something that automatically stands out to you, Shonda, when it comes to just like constant habits or trends that you, you tend to notice when it comes to the younger, you know, individual that's in their 20s, 30s? Mm -hmm. Well, a, a lot of times, you know, when we're you know, as we're grow as we're growing up, obviously, you know, one of the first things we want to do is we want to get grown right now so we can make our own money, make our own decisions, do our own thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's great. That's a part of growing up. The problem, though, that we run into if we don't have the proper knowledge of things is that we also end up wasting a lot of time and really spinning our wheels because we end up, you know, you, you make $5, but you spend 10. Yeah. Well, that's going to get us in trouble. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's going to keep us in trouble for a while. So, so you always feel like you're never getting ahead. That, that old proverbial take one step forward and unfortunately getting two steps back because yeah. of the decisions that you're making. So the thing that I have found really as being younger, and even I've been there myself as well, is um, now I am grateful that from a young age, I realized uh, just growing up, I was able to see how, you know, I would see one side of things where you have people where they look on the outside like they really have it going on. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then when you look a little bit further, you realize mm, they're about a paycheck away from, you know, losing everything. Yeah. All right. But then I've seen another side of things that says, wow, you know, they have nice things, but they're not necessarily uh, wearing or necessarily driving that. But their bank accounts look good. Their yeah. children, you know, the children are going to going to college is doing very, very, very well. When they get married, they have, you know, good down payments to help them with the, with homes and things like that. Well, the difference between the two is simply most of the times is knowledge and information. Right. Yeah. Just not having the proper knowledge. And so basically one generation just continue to each generation just perpetuates what the prior generation has done mm -hmm. because that's what they saw. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so. The main thing I've seen is just particularly as a, as a younger person, just seeing the more waste, if you would, when it comes to and it's not a matter of that we're not making the money because mm -hmm. it's not it's not a matter of how much money you make it's how money, how much money you save. Yeah. So, you know, if you're if you're. If you if you make if you make a hundred dollars, you know, you know, save, you know, save 10 or 20 out of that over time. That's going to give you some a, a pretty good nest egg over time. Yeah. All right. And on the other hand, because we're in such a microwave society, we got to have everything now. Yeah. Instant gratification. <laughs> yeah. They did, like you said, like I remember growing up at my grandmother's, they made less money than you know, you know, my parents, my uncles and aunts. Yeah. But yet, but yet, guess who, guess who they went to when they wanted to borrow money? Mm. To the grandmoms, because yep. the grandmothers, even though their money, what they made was, <laughs> man, they could, they could really, really save. Till you know? this day, till this day, mm. I think my grandma has the most out of all of us. Exactly. For I mean, sure. they really had that. They really, they really knew how to get the fat out of everything when it comes to their finances. Yeah. And they always had great credit. I remember my grandmother just being able to almost with a handshake, basically get about anything she wanted, you know, wow. both of them. You know, mom's mom and dad's mom. But again, they didn't have to have everything today. They yeah. knew how to work and put aside when they got the money they needed. Then they would go purchase what yeah. they wanted, you yeah. know. And so that really hurts us. Yeah. What would you say um, was something that you did at a young age that when you wanted information and when you were trying to kind of figure things out and get the nuts and bolts of everything, what was your steps to, to follow through with that? 
Initially, I will tell you, I had a couple people in my family that they were they were cousins, but they were let's say my mom's age cousins, right? Mm-hmm. And so they were much older, of course. They were already they already had their own business. I looked at folks around me to see, you know, if they look like they were, you know, doing pretty well. I'm not talking about the ones wearing it on the outside. They really don't have anything, but really those who are doing, and I actually would, I, I didn't have a problem just um, sharing. And I always thought it was very important or not sharing, but asking questions. Yeah. Um, and they didn't have a problem with, with, with answering me because they knew where I was coming from. I just wanted to be different than what I had seen growing up. Right. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I think it's very important to get a mentor. Very, very important to get a mentor because that can help you skip so many steps. Absolutely. Um, steps that would that would really be things that could where if you were trying to do everything on your own. Now, these people, this person, this mentor can help you not go through those pitfalls, you know, that they can see already. If you stay in that same vein that you would go through, yeah. they can help you to overcome those things. So for me, I would say the biggest thing is look around, even in those that, you know, now some folks may not have anybody close enough to do that. So it's okay. You may have a teacher, you know, an old professor, you may have a neighbor, you may have just different ones that you see that seemingly does even now I have a neighbor right now that, Hey, they're in their nineties, Yeah. but they have had a phenomenal life, just a phenomenal life. My husband and I love just going over, just talking to them just to kind of hear their story. You would be surprised at, you know, how, how people don't mind opening up if they see that you genuinely, genuinely want to learn. Absolutely. You know, so the mentor, I feel, is, you know, very important. And then nowadays hey, we have YouTube University. Oh, for you real. can literally you can learn anything you want. You know, give yourself a few minutes a day on any particular subject and you can become an expert in no time. Yeah. You know, so that's that's obviously another place. Or if you want to be even more studious and, you know, take some type of class or something like that. Yeah. You know, you can do that. And what would you say, like, uh, just from your experience and dealing with, you know, all sorts of, of financial, you know, situations, whether it was yourself or just maybe a client, what would you say has been one of the most successful strategies when it comes to budgeting? Because that's mm. a big question that I keep getting um, from just exactly. my social media platforms. I will tell you, I always like sharing with people when it comes to budgeting. First of all, if you, you have to know yourself. So if you're one that paper and pencil is better or paper and pen, then you do just that. Matter of fact, you can even, there's so many sources online, of course, that you can just get like, you know, you know, printed, yeah. you know, um, budgets and that sort of Templates. thing. Uh-huh. You can even... You know what I'm saying? There's different things you can do there. You can um, you can also if you if you're one that prefer more of um, electronic means, mm-hmm. um, there's like Mint.com that you can get budgeting things from. There is and the name is slipping me right now, but it's with um, like budgeting mm-hmm, apps. Mm-hmm, it's budgeting apps, and it's one in particular that is, that is on my mind. It's something like Smart Money, and it just it literally just slipped my mind. Yeah. But there is plenty of budgeting apps out there. There's there's plenty of that. Yeah, there is. The main thing, though, is every month you have to sit down before you get paid. This is the key. Before you get paid, you need to plan where your money is going, period. Mm. So I'm right now on the 23rd of May. So this week, I need to go ahead and plan what's happening in June. Yeah. 
because if you don't plan it, you know, if you, if you don't plan it, when you get in June and, and the month is almost over, you're going to wonder what happened to your money. Yeah. So you do have to plan it. So really, sometimes the budget, I call it, you know, that's kind of the, the curse word. I like calling it a spending plan. Mm, spending plan. You I know, like that. Yeah. a spending plan. Um, because that way, because sometimes when people hear, hear budget automatically, they feel like there's limitations on them. Mm-hmm. And really, a budget actually frees you is what it does. Yeah. It's just the opposite. Uh, it is not anything there to limit you it's just simply there so now you can actually have even more financial freedom because now you're able to look and see exactly what you're making every month yeah um, and whether you get paid once a week or bi-weekly however you get paid but you're actually able to now you're sitting down writing out all your bills you know whatever you know that's coming in you also there are some months that you have other things going on like maybe um maybe there's um some special event going on that you want to make sure that you plan for so a budget is simply a plan and you must do it ahead of time that way when somebody just all of a sudden say oh um angela i need such and such well you check your budget if you don't have that in your budget exactly you know i'm I'm sorry i don't have it to give gotcha you didn't tell them a lie you don't have it to give it's not in your budget exactly they don't need to know that because it's not um you know you have to be able to take control of your money and the best way to do that is to plan Absolutely. And, and that kind mm-hmm. of segues into this next question that that and I, and I had posted it on social media just to see what kind of questions, um, you know, our listeners wanted to wanted answered or, or just wanted me to put out there. And mm-hmm. I, I kind of summarized a few just different categories that that folks were hitting on. And one of them that we spoke on uh, in my last podcast, I'm sorry, the last episode was, you know, debt and, and how to go about that when it comes to either being aggressively uh, paying that off or is it mm-hmm. something that you want to stick to that minimum payment each month um i'm personally a fan of the sne- the the debt snowball effect yes um, yes 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 but what would you say just from your experience you know what's something yeah. that's very um successful well i will say this you know the one thing you don't want to do is just pay the minimums you'll never get out of that debt that's what well, the credit card companies would love for us to just pay, pay minimums because hey that's more money for them a lot more money for for them. So basically what I always tell people to do now, now, I guess, you know, if you're trying to save the most money, many times people say, well, you need to start with the credit cards, let's say, or not just credit cards, whatever your debts are, mm-hmm. start with the one with the highest interest rate. Well, the problem with that is the one with the highest interest rate may not have the best payment on it right now. So it may take you a longer time to pay that off. Yeah. Whereas you may have something that, so my, you know, going to the debt snowball, I agree with you. I prefer the debt snowball method. And what that is, you list your debt based on the lowest, starting with the lowest balance and working your way up. And the reason why that works so well is it makes you feel good. If you have a lower balance and now maybe you can get that paid off in a few oh, months yeah. and then it makes you feel good that, okay. I'm, I'm making I'm progress. Effective. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so then you take that amount that you were paying for that bill. So let's say that balance, let's say that bill, that monthly bill was $25 a month. Mm-hmm. So now you're going to take that $25 a month and you're going to add it yep. to whatever you're paying to your next bill. Yep. So your overall, what you're paying out stays the same. Absolutely. It's just how you're working it, you know, um, on the, in, you know, internally, but it really puts you out of debt so much faster. But the reason why I like it starting with the lowest balance and working your way up because you have a sense of accomplishment Yeah. because you're paying those debts off. 
That's very true. So, yes, I, I totally agree with you. The debt snowball and making sure you're starting with the lowest debt. And how do you, when it comes to a next big topic that, that hit on was just investments, right? So uh, me being at the, at the age of 30, I'm even, mm-hmm. you know, contemplating, I, I know for sure, you know, we spoke on life insurance is always a great investment, you know, looking at different mutual funds if, if possible. Mm-hmm. And, and just, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not too knowledgeable, but I what? have been attending YouTube university, like you stated, there you uh, go. <laughs> you know, trying to look up as much information as I can and podcasts, even, you know, l- listening to Dave yeah. Ramsey and, and other yes. individuals like him. But what mm-hmm. would you say, um, someone who's in their twenties, early thirties, uh, what mm-hmm. would you say is just something that they should invest in and maybe like the top three things that you would recommend for a young person, a young adult to, to take the time towards? Well, depending on what, you know, job you have and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. First of all, I just want to want to make one correction just to make sure as people are listening to this, we don't um, life insurance is a life insurance, but it does have a savings component. Yeah. I don't want to call it investing because I don't want people to get the wrong idea. That's true. Uh, there are some special things that we can do with it. Uh, that's That part is true because it is a financial vehicle, but I just don't want to call it investing gotcha. just because it's, you know, it is life insurance, but it can have, depending on the type of life insurance, it can have a savings uh, component to it. Gotcha. Um, so, you know, so life insurance, you know, just a quick blurb. We need that because we need that. We don't want to leave for our sure, family in a large, right? <laughs> but when it comes to investing, the first thing you want to do is if you work on a job that provides something like a 401k, mm-hmm. the first thing you want to do is you want to look into that. That's a that's a kind of quick thing you can do because they can take the monies out of your account pre, you know, for taxes. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that's definitely an option. Now, if your job does any matching, which that's kind of limited right now, um, you know, governmental jobs still do still match you know most of them don't as much anymore but if they do any matching then you at least want to put the amount the percentage that they're matching so if they match three percent uh you want to at least put three percent because that's a hundred percent return right there yeah of your income so i was always tell people to start with what they have on their job and many times if you're just getting started with investing i wouldn't necessarily tell, tell people to go start right away in the stock market you know not saying that you can't do it, but it's just it's a risky. more complex yeah. way of doing, doing that, right? And so, but if you start with your 401k and you start with something where, you know, the good thing about for the, the mutual funds or the funds within a 401k, these are funds that have several groupings in one thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, let's say if you're younger, many times, you know, because you have a longer time frame for letting your money work for you, yeah. then you may be a little bit more aggressive as far as the type of, you know, fund that you choose to invest in. You know, mm-hmm. you may look at more growth type of funds and stuff like that. Now, um, as you get older, you may want to convert some of those things. When I say older, in other words, kind of a rule of thumb and it, it kind of works pretty good this way. If you take, like you said, you were 30, you're 30 years old. Yeah. Well, probably for you, you would only want about 30% in your investments, let's say, to be kind of like real safe. You yeah. probably want 70% of your investment to be more growth because you have more time to let your money grow, right? Whereas if I'm talking to 
somebody on the other hand, let's just say they're the opposite. Let's say they're 70 years old. Let's just say they're 60 years old. Yeah. But they're probably not going to be as aggressive unless they're experienced, right? For the most mm-hmm. part, they're trying to retire. They're probably looking at retiring within the next five to 10 years. So for them, maybe they want to push some of that back and they want to make sure that the higher, maybe even 60% of their money is in something, you know, safer mm-hmm. versus the other 40%, maybe they can still have a little bit of that out there kind of in some type of growth fund or something that may be a little bit more aggressive, right? Yeah. So, so, so number one, I would say whatever 401k, uh, whatever your, whatever a retirement plan your job provides, I would say start with that. And then let's say you still have monies um, outside of that that's available for continuing to save. Or maybe even let's say your job doesn't have anything because there's still a lot of jobs that don't even have the 401k even. Yeah. So then you'll want to open up maybe like an IRA, an IRA. And uh, I always recommend the Roth IRA Mm -hmm. because that's one that you can invest in after tax dollars so that later on down the road when it's time for you to take money out, you can take those monies out uh, without having to worry about where tax rates may be at that time. Because that's the only disadvantage with 401ks. Um, you know, you're putting the money in pre-tax. That's true. So Uncle Sam is going to want his money, you know, <laughs> when, when you start taking it out. OK, yeah. so just know that. So those are some of the, the top two. And then I will tell you this. I always say real estate is real estate. I've yeah. always liked real estate. Um, you know, it can it can be a higher barrier of interest of entry getting into it sometimes. Mm-hmm. But at least look into it. Um, there are different ways. You know, there's sometimes people look at foreclosures, buying homes that are foreclosures, either either renting them out or um, or what we call or flipping. You yeah. know, you you get it. You, you know, maybe fix a few things up and yeah. sell it. Or, you know? or, or the crazy so, now, the, the Airbnbs. A lot of people are getting oh, into yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Particularly if you're in an area that's there. Yeah, so you have that. Um, yeah. And um, so those are things. And again, as I said, real estate can be a little but is just remember, real estate is real estate. Yeah. Um, being able to own property, that's really good because that's an asset now. So even as you get down the road and you're, you're, you're looking to buy more, by the fact, you can buy one. One house and the equity in that house can help you buy another house mm. if that's what you're doing real estate investing you yeah. see what i mean yeah and it keeps growing and that's how you can continue to, to grow that Absolutely. um so that's you know that's that's really important and then before you even get into and i'm sorry that i didn't share this part before you even get into all those other things yeah make sure you have any people um make sure you have an emergency fund um, mm, so yep. that you have three to six months saved up before you even do that. Because if you don't have your emergency fund, but you already start your 401k or your IRA or even real estate, yeah. when things happen, where are you going to take money from now? Exactly. You're going to have to take money from 401k that's going to nav you less than 59 Ooh. and a half. It's going to penalize you. Plus yeah. you have taxes on it. Exactly. So, so first thing before you even thinking about these other things is to make sure you have the money saved. That's important. Absolutely. So money saved and getting out of debt because that yeah. can be a huge investment. If you have something right now like credit cards running, you know, 25%, 20% all this. Mm-hmm. Or well, loans. Well, hey, all loans, yeah. any loans, yeah, any loans. Well, that's an investment right there, paying that off. Yep. That's helping yourself out as well. So, And, and it also will boost your credit once you pay off all of that debt. And so. it will boost your credit, right? <laughs> and and just a minute. The one thing I want to say as a little shout out, though, 
when you pay those cards or whatever those those credit things that you have out there, mm-hmm. don't ne- don't close them right away because if you, if you close things too fast, that can also hinder your credit. That can make your ah. credit report your credit worse. Believe it or not, it looks good. Pay your pay your your credit cards or your other debts. Pay it off. Yeah. But with, particularly with credit cards, when those things are open, it shows that now you have more available than what you owe. So yeah. that actually helps your credit score. That's see, that's that's a gem right mm-hmm. there. That's a mm-hmm. gem. See, I mm-hmm. hope a lot of people really take heed into what you're saying because mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. Um, right, so right. Now mm-hmm. another big thing that um, I was very transparent in my first episode when I started speaking on finances. Um, mm-hmm. Something that I struggle with personally is that discipline, that financial discipline. Yes. Um, in my head, you know. Shauna, I could literally sit down and write the most perfect budget. Everything seems Mm -hmm. that it's going to be great. It's flowing. You know, I'm paying off debt, the whole nine. Um, Mm -hmm. But sticking to that plan, man, I'm weak when it comes to just, you know, well, maybe we we should go out to eat this weekend when in reality I didn't budget for that. I budgeted for this day. You know what I mean? Right, Um, right. So what would you, what's just some words of wisdom or advice would you give someone um, like myself that that struggles in that mm-hmm. area when it comes to financial discipline. Yeah. And I will tell you, it is. It, it is difficult. It is. And particularly even the more so in the world we live today, we have everything at our fingertips. I mean, yeah. really, you think about it. I remember one time, it was so funny. My husband was out of town and normally a lot of times we want something to eat. We're, now he'll go pick it up real quick sometimes if I'm working, if I have certain things going on. Yeah. I remember him being out of time. And you know what I did? I huh. just did Grubhub or one of those oh, other. I mean, I mean like, it was weakness. so easy to just get up there and they just come to the house like yes. you know Uber and I eats. noticed I was doing some Uber Eats all of that mm-hmm. and I'm like it's, it's so it's so easy to just you know Fall just do that. things like that so it really is. So one thing I always share is as you're budgeting, make sure that you add fluff in your budget. Yeah. That's what has helped me because I automatically know you got to know yourself. So as you're making your spending plan, let me just term it because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. As you're making your spending plan, make sure that you include, I don't know, you ain't gotta, you don't have to call it wasteful money, but you can just, just, just fluff or record. Yeah. yeah. You have to include that because we know we're going to do it. I mean, yeah. we are. I mean, uh-huh. it's, it's just a part of that. Make sure it's included. Make sure it's. Now, the key to it, though, is like uh, Dave Ramsey would say, you need to have your envelopes. Yes. And the money is gone. That hey, envelope is just gone. You don't have anything else. That. It's we gone. We spoke on that, too. Yeah. So, yep, yeah. that's important. It's effective. Mm-hmm. It's effective. Yeah. You just have your envelope. And um, so. But really, one thing that's helped me over the years and that is just go ahead and plan for me, you know, plan for my lack of discipline. Mm. In other words, yeah. plan that I know I'm going to have a certain net. amount. Huh? I, yeah, that's your safety net because, you know, you're going to do it, you know. Yeah. Um, now there may be some that say, well, Shauna, I don't, I don't have that flexibility. So when it comes to a spending plan, you have to do one or two things. Either you're going to make more money or you're going to spend less money. Yeah. It's just that simple. You have an income side and you have an expense side. Yeah. Okay. And so you always want to make sure that the income is greater than the expense at the end of the day. Very All right. Yeah. And um, so so if you're in a situation nowadays, I tell folks, we can't even say there's not enough jobs out there because God knows there's a lot of jobs. Oh, that yeah. There there's help wanted signs everywhere. Yeah. So it's nothing wrong, particularly when you're younger. Hey, 
get as many look when I was building my business I worked full time with what I was doing teaching school at the time mm -hmm. and I worked my business full time I literally had two full time jobs wow. I would leave I would leave school a little after three something like that my first uh, appointment with insurance was at four o'clock wow. I would have an appointment at four uh, six eight sometimes nine thirty or ten yeah because I was literally I was working my way out of what I was doing so wow. you know sometimes you have to you know if, if you if you want things to be different in your life you have to many times make different choices. If that means that you have to sacrifice for a time now, you may yeah. not want to work that way, you know, you know, for, you know, 30, you know, you may not want to work that way for five, 10, 15 years. Yeah. No, but if you would, but if you would work that way, give yourself that you have a, a goal, maybe you're trying to, maybe you're working an extra job or two because you're trying to pay off all your debts, mm -hmm. right? Or maybe because, you know, you know you need that fluff, you need some room in your spending plan because right yeah. now everything that's coming in is going out. So yeah. you have to somehow, you have to find a way to put room in your spending plan so that, again, either you're going to increase your income or you're going to decrease your expenses. And who knows? Guess what? You can do them both at the same time. That's true. That's where that debt snowball comes in. Absolutely. You know? If you need to work that extra job and you know that everything you make, you have to commit. If, I, if you're going to work an extra job because you know you don't want to do it forever, yeah. make sure that everything that you make on that extra job is going to pay off your debts. And listen, it's going to put you in a better situation. And that ahead. transitions perfectly um, with, with this next question. Someone, I had two people reach out to me with a question in regards of them being freelancers and mm -hmm. their fear of, you know, going through through the work and everything and doing their, their part. But but fearing the taxes at the end of the year or how to allocate that money for taxes with each paycheck. What, what's your advice with that? Let me tell you that I know very, very well. Yeah. Uh, being in business for yourself. The best thing to do is to find a good accountant. Okay. Mm -hmm. That will help you right away. Go ahead and start turning in your taxes on a quarterly basis. And they do that by estimation. So many times what we'll do is it'll be based on, let's say what your income was last year. Right. Yeah. And so based on your income last year, this is about how much you're going to pay next year. So let's go ahead and put that in on a quarterly basis. And then you literally submit it every quarter. Got so it. when you get to the end of the year, guess what? You don't owe You anything. still may have, you, or, or, or it's very little. Yeah. Let's say maybe your business has grown, yeah, and you may, but it's, it's so much, it's a, it's a lot easier to swallow a smaller portion of that versus now you have a whole year you got to go back and do. Exactly. You know, I, I never forget one year, oh gosh, I was so, when I tell you I was so done, I had done so well in business that year. That was kind of one of my, my first kind of breakthrough years in business. Yeah. Man, I was so excited. I had good amount in the bank account. Man, I was sitting pretty. I was just, whew, I was on the mountaintop. <laughs> when I got my taxes done, Angela, oh, oh my Lord. I would have been so Girl, scared. When I got my taxes done and realized how much I had to pay, and it was so funny because my husband was looking at me. He just couldn't believe how upset I was. Wow. I just couldn't believe how much money I had to pay. I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. I just know I know I was flabbergasted. 
Yeah. So I was excited. So then I was like, well, well, why am I? Look, I had to throw my little my little personal temper tantrum, like yeah. in, in myself. I'm like, well, why am I working for? What's the purpose of me yeah. doing this? If I got to <laughs> give it all to Uncle Sam? And oh gosh, I just had my own little whatever. Uh-huh. And then it was so funny. So finally, I mean, really, I really had to talk to the Lord about it, Angela. I was yeah. still, <laughs> no, I, I definitely understand. I, I really, I'll never forget it. And so, so funny. So my husband was like, well, do you want your business to grow or not? Yeah. That's, that's really, I mean, do you want it to grow or, or you know, yeah. and so I'm like, you know, you do have a way with words, don't you? That's not what I want to hear right now, you know, so, but it was real. So the, I will tell you what helped me through that is paying it. I um, I was able to, I've always had a good account, so I'm grateful for that. Yeah, I did. I did. As I got to a certain point, I did have to get a different type of accountant that was more of a strategic mm-hmm. partner with me. Yeah. Okay, so not just doing the books, but really understanding my business and the flow of my business and how I need to do things. Yeah. And so I call that more of a strategic partner. And um, and then we got, you know, got me on more, you know, quarterly uh, payments. And that was that really solved it all for me. Now, is that something that maybe a, a young entrepreneur, a young freelancer can look into with their own bank? Um, like maybe like organizing that within their their own account to have, you know, whatever the percentage of, of taxes is in their state, you know, to be deducted from their their paychecks? Is that possible or am I just well, making this up? Well, it's not necessarily, well, this is what will happen. What happens is if you if you get that set up, you know, through your, you know, your account, and look, just because I always tell folks, I don't care where you are, if you're in business for yourself, mm-hmm. um, it's always, I know sometimes people think it's extra money if you're going to see an account or something like that, but they, they base their, their fees kind of on the size of your business as well. You know what I mean? Gotcha. And so it really is not, and you got to shop around. Like when I started even looking for another accountant, you know, I think I interviewed about, you know, maybe three three to five different accountants to let me know what I really wanted. You know, I wanted to hear kind of what they do for people and they generally, I was able to interview them without, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have to pay them anything for the interview. I just simply let them know, listen, I'm, I'm in the, in the market for, uh, for an accountant. I just want to, you know, have a short meeting with you to see what we can do with, you know, with my business, that sort of thing. And um, so that's what I did. And then they were able to actually, um, the one that I chose actually was able to go ahead and set that up through the, um, you know, through the normal channels of things. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if it's a more of, let's say, let's say there's a person that says, well, I would know I need to, I need to save X amount of dollars per month so that when it's time for me to send my quarterly payments in mm-hmm. to the government that I'll have it, then that part of it, you can set up with your bank. Gotcha. Like you can have it where, you know, you can even do it even through your own bill pay where you can have it where you set up, like, let's say your checking account and maybe a savings account. Mm-hmm. And so you know, and some people even do it with just, they'll use two checking accounts and maybe they'll have, so either way, but that way you can, you know, X amount of dollars a month or a week or however you get paid, X amount of dollars will automatically flow from, let's say the checking to the savings Uh in preparation for your taxes, to pay your taxes. Gotcha. So you can do that part, but generally the bank themselves, for the most part, they're not the ones to send in the things to the, you know, to set it up through the government, if you would. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't even want them trying to do that part anyway. You want to use your (laughs) outsource. Use somebody that's versed in that, you know, and the accountant, that's what they do. Um, So they know the various laws and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. 
Mm-hmm. All right. And and so Shauna, now cuz I, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but just You're good. just overlooking, you know, with with your time and dedication that you've put into the financial, you know, world. What would you say is just um some encouraging words or just words of wisdom that you would want to tell um, you know, the younger generation or just anyone that's tuning into this episode? Yeah. One thing I just really want to share with people is, you know, that old saying, how do you eat an elephant? You know, one bite at a time, right? Yeah. So just start where you are. If you've messed up, it's okay. Guess what? I've been there too. Yeah. You know, I've even, you know, I've messed up. It's no problem. We all have gone through that because, you know, you know, kind of like as a baby, when you're learning to walk, you're going to fall sometimes. But the key to is what does that baby do? Get right back up. Start yeah. walking again. And so no matter where your life has turned at this point, I don't care if you've had bankruptcies or repossessions or, you know, an awful credit score or whatever. Doesn't matter about any of that. Just start from today. Yeah. Okay. Start from today. Don't worry about the past. Start from today. And the first thing you got to do is actually make a choice. And that that may be in in that choice is just that, just a verbalization. I'm going to do better. Yeah. Okay. You know, I don't have to have everything now because what have I done through this part? Just sit down and do just some brief reflections. What have I done so far that's put me in the situation I'm in now? And be honest with yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? You know, like for me, I'd never forget one time. And this is what can help, by the way, as you're even started trying to come up with a spending plan, because you have to. The spending plan is the foundation of any successful financial house, if you would. Right. Because if you don't know your picture, you don't know what are you bringing in and what's going out. Right. You have to know that's just basic, right? That you got it. You have to know that because that way it, that's information that can help you now know what your next step should be. Should I get a part-time job? I've been on this job and I'm doing very well. Is it time for me to, you know, even go to, you know, at my, my next, uh, you know, about evaluation, should I be negotiating for more money for what I do right now? Yeah. You know? You know, you know, what does that what does that entail? But the number thing, the number one thing is wherever you are, you can't go back. Don't look at the past because you can't go back and change it anyway. Yeah. OK. Um, looking at the future is great as, as well. But again, that's tomorrow. Today is called the present. Yeah. Today is the gift. So that's why it's called the present. Yeah. So make sure we look at today and start fresh. I love it. So. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and it happened, and you don't, and to be quite candid with you, you don't have to have any special, even when we were talking about the various, you know, spending plans, how you can go online and get yeah, the electronic the ones, or uh-huh. you can write it. But you know what? You can very well take out a sheet of paper, put income on one side, put expenses on another side. Yep. And add up all your income at the bottom, add up all your expenses on the bottom, see where it is. You want the income to be higher than the expenses, yep. right? Yep. At the end of the day. But just start from where you are. So like we said, if you're looking at if you have debt, whether that's student loans, whether that's credit cards, whether that's automobile, whatever, mm-hmm. start paying them off, starting from the, the lowest, the one with the lowest balance and and just start paying off the, every, the, what when you're setting up your debt, stru, stru, your debt snowball, all of your payments go to the minimum yeah. with the exception of 
that that lowest one that you're going to be paying off first. So let's mm-hmm. say you got an extra twenty five dollars, you know, I don't know, a week or month, whatever your money is. Yeah. And you start putting it on that one. And you just keep on working your way up. And in the meantime, make sure you're putting money away. So if, you know, with with you and I both, we're you know, we're we're Christians. And yeah. so, you know, for me, my first thing is tithing. I'm going to make sure that I'm tithing. Yeah. OK, so I'm giving 10 percent to the Lord and I'm going to give 10 percent to my savings. Yeah. Or whatever it is that I'm doing, right? Yeah. So, so you know for sure right there. Well, that's eight. That's look. That's your twenty percent down right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, in other words, so now you know you have eighty percent that you're working with that's paying off your bills and things like that. Yeah. All right. Even from there, again, depending on again your, you know, I even I give above even my tithe. I make sure to give even above. These are things that, you know, I want to do. So that's our offering. I do that as well. So you can even put that in there. Yeah. So you can say you want ten percent for tithes, five percent for offer, or you can say both. You know, uh, both are ten percent. Your yeah. choice. But the main thing is you want to make sure that whatever you're doing, and yes, you're going to slip up. Just like you and I said, you know, sometimes we're not going to be disciplined. Yeah. But the main thing is just know that wherever you are, you can turn it around. I love that. It's not the end of the world. You can turn yeah. it around. I love that. Yeah. And even just yeah. to, even just to remind folks that because sometimes we yeah. we tend to forget that or overlook that, that it, mm-hmm. it is possible to, to change your route and change, you know, your current situation. You can change it. Absolutely. You can change it. Um, All right. Well, Sean, thank you so much for taking the time to even just dedicate, you know, these 45 minutes, you know, to speak life into us and just so many individuals that are wanting to learn more when it comes to just uh, their financial health, you know? Well, well, you're welcome. And, and thank you for even thinking about me and letting me be a part of uh, this wonderful opportunity that you have before you. And I'm telling you, this is just um, I, just kudos to you. Um, oh, thank you. To even even think about doing this because. Um, you know, as I said, you and I, even as we talked earlier, yeah. um, many, many times people know they have the need, but they just don't know where to go or yeah. even, even to start the conversation. So, you know, I'm just excited for you that you, um, you're, you're starting the conversation. You know, I really believe everyone has a story and that story can change the game. <laughs>